Hey guys, welcome to the Save Continue podcast, where every other week we get together and talk about video games and video game related stuff. As always, I'm Shanae Howard. With me is Tommy Shelby. Hello. And Ryan Robinson. Hi, that's me. Welcome to the show, The Ryan Show. <laughs> uh, no, that's the Save Continue. That Ryan Show is a different show. Okay. But what have y'all been playing? Uh, I've been playing basically just a bunch of spin rhythm. And that's really about it. What is spin, spin rhythm? rhythm? I, I was like, it sounds like a like a spin cycle class. It is. No. <laughs> it's a rhythm game. And you've Are got you this wheel. Bike? No, no. You've got like note highway, right? But you've got this wheel. Uh. Do you guys know what Catch the Beat is? No. You guys know what Osu is? Yes. Okay. No. So Osu is a very popular uh, rhythm game. Osu, there's very, there's lots of different kinds of Osu. One type of Osu is Catch the Beat, right? Where you just move this thing from left to right to catch the notes of the track, right? The spin rhythm is kind of like that in that you have a wheel that you rotate that has two different colors and you got to touch the colors to the notes. But like you also have to tap certain notes and you have to spin at certain points as well. So I've been playing a lot of that. I actually have tomorrow. The great thing about it is that well, one of the great things about it is that like there's many, many different ways you can play the game. One of which is with a DJ MIDI controller. So I got one coming in the mail tomorrow. DJ Tommy spinning the tracks. Well, what's funny is like I have no intention of ever using it for anything else but this game, you know. Yeah. But it just seems like the most fun way to play this game. Tommy, have you ever bought a piece of hardware, a piece of external hardware specifically to play a video game before, not counting fight sticks? But have you ever done that? I mean, I've got a lot of DJ Hero turntables, which you can also use for this game. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. 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 I once ordered a DDR mat for Crypt of the Necrodancer. I remember that. And, and then regretted my choice and sent in to cancel the order. But, I really uh, wish yeah. you would have followed through on that. Yeah. I would have played it. Anything else? That's really it. Uh, there's some weird first-person shooter that Abs turned me on to that's free, but I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. But, uh, yeah, I haven't pl been playing too many games. Oh, uh, Arkham Asylum, strangely, I've been playing through that. It's and, great. like, it's a fantastic God, game. that Return to Arkham is fucking terrible. Like, it's really bad. So I'm probably just going to stop playing it on PlayStation and play it on Steam. Yeah. Yeah. What's the deal with it? What's wrong with it? Like, the lighting is off, and that's kind of weird for a Batman game, for the lighting to be off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the most significant thing for me is the frame rate is capped at 30. And for the longest time, I play all these games at 30 frames, and I'm like, I don't notice a difference. It's fine. 30 is fine. Yeah. But, like, you I don't know. It this one. I guess I'm getting too bougie now, because now I notice 30 frames, and I'm like... No thanks, you know. That happened. That, that happened. To <laughs> um, me. I'm a 60 frames minimum guy. Yeah, that, that happened to me with uh with No Man's Sky because I was playing it at 60 frames, 
And then yeah. I was like, let's see. And I like, I turned it to 30 frames to see if I could, you know, if I could spot the difference. And man, I was. I you was, spotted the difference? It was, it was, <laughs> it is very apparent. <laughs> right, right. So I'm not like, oh, also, Ryan, I've been playing a ton of Fightcade. Uh, so you gotta jump in on that. Okay. Yeah. I'll fight Cade you. Yeah. Mostly like Vampire Savior, but, you yeah. know, other stuff as well. You're, I told you, man, I get in there, you're gonna get squatched. I'm Arcade? not concerned. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We have fun. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Ryan? What are uh, you playing? <clears throat> Well, uh, so still playing some Strive. Uh, Guilty Gear Strive, that is. Love that game. Fantastic. Dogs. What else would that mean? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I have I was playing a lot of Scarlet Nexus, but uh, the new... Um, I don't know. Something happened to where like, I kind of just like... I suddenly decided that I wanted to play Red Dead Online again. So... I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing a lot of that uh, recently, and kind of doing a lot of the content that uh, that I hadn't done. Uh, you know, most, uh, last time I played it, um, Kaylee and I have been playing it together, and it's been a lot of fun. Uh, they just came out with an update a couple of days ago called Blood Money, which is a whole new storyline, uh, new mission types. Um, and you're doing things like doing train robberies and and jewel stealings and extortion and all kinds of bad boy stuff. Um, and I've been I've been having a lot of a lot of fun with it. The only thing is though, um, after this after that update, uh, a lot of people, myself included, have been having issues with uh, getting stuck at an infinite loading screen uh, sometimes when trying to go into Red Dead Online. So that's been annoying um that's a feature yeah <laughs> apparently uh it, it's so you can take a break you know yeah <laughs> so uh but... remember how often we told you to take a break yeah uh i think not I as much as not as much as the 3ds particularly if you ever used any part of the 3d feature because yeah. like i remember um I forget which game it was, but there's one where I tr I did like to turn on the 3D feature like really lowly because I thought because yeah. it, it worked really well and it would just be, like a pop up like I'm like fuck I'd off. Like, I'm I'd like adult. to develop like a super in depth, story heavy, mechanics heavy game, and like every five minutes being like, hey bud, you look a little tuckered out. Yeah, <laughs> and like and like force uh, force like a 16 hour break. Um, yeah. But that you, it's like just like a pop up. You remember to take that laundry out of the dryer? <laughs> you should go it, do that. It reminds but. me of uh, when um, when Metal Gear Solid Five is doing its initial load slash install, and it's just it's the whole thing is just uh, Big Boss with his vape pen, and it's telling you to take breaks. And I'm staring at him like, I should get back into smoking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. But uh, yeah, that's been pretty much it. Uh, oh, and I, I'm really excited because um, the other day I bought Yakuza 6 on sale for $5. And that's the la so th that being the last in the numbered Yakuza series, that's also the game that I'm currently, that's the one in the number series that I haven't played. So I'm really excited to, 
to start it. But and then I went back and does it feel a little bittersweet since it's the last numbered one? Yeah, I'm I'm anticipating feeling the way that I did after Persona Five. Uh, do you yeah. feel a little guilty because they've given you so much and you just gave them five dollars? No. Uh, <laughs> Sega has Sega has Sega has had decades. Sega has had decades to amass their fortune. So it's, from you, yeah, sure. But it's not it's not my job to keep their pockets lined and keep their company afloat. So, uh, so I'm glad that I got the. I'm and I'm glad that I that I got it. And uh, and I went back and actually bought uh, Yakuza Kiwami Digital. So now I have them all digitally now. So really really excited. So. As soon as I finish Scarlet Nexus, which I don't know when that'll be, because that game's shaping up to be pretty long too, uh, and I'm gonna play Yakuza Six and see where that goes. That's it. Nice. Um, so, uh, with like my mom, my mom's going through stuff, and with the move, I've just been playing Fire Emblem again. Like, still. I'm almost done with my fifth playthrough that I started forever ago. Um, I have one more month left in it. Uh, I think I might replay it again. Shanae, you know that that is the most recent game in an entire franchise of games you could be playing. Yeah. So here's the thing. <laughs> Since Bird the others Pop don't have Harry Potter schools. Which I know you're that's, quite that's fond of. Yeah. That's but... one thing. And watching Birdo play, I, you know, has <laughs> gotten me really into like experimenting with different ways to play the game. And like, I was kind of followed what I thought was the most efficient. But I think uh, I also want to try a maddening mode because I've never played it on the hardest difficulty. I've played it. I, I've been playing it on hard for a while. But yeah, um, I think I want to try doing maddening. But also, Ryan, stop also, gyrating like that. I'm sorry. I'm I'm just I'm I'm vibing. This is technically not the same playthrough because I was clearing up some safe spaces for Birdo since he was also playing it, and um, I accidentally deleted some of my most important saves. Oh, didn't you mention that before? I think you may have mentioned that. I mentioned it last week, I don't, yeah. our last episode. I don't know, but um, well, I watched your episode. When I'm not there, I still watch you guys. Yeah, to make sure you're not fucking around. And then um, <laughs> also because you miss us, but yeah. uh, I gotta push yeah. the smoke detector button. Hold on, I'm I'm turning. So definitely not. All right. Oh, what a mess! You know what's funny is we got the smoke detector button, right, Shanae? But I also just paid two boys to mow my lawn, so you're probably gonna hear that in a little bit. So we, all right, fine. I'm still off that tangent a little bit. The dream happened, Tommy. I moved to the Burbs, and the dream happened. The sure. people who had, we had bought the house from have obviously moved out a while ago. Yeah. And the grass was getting like over two feet tall, getting close to three feet in some areas. Yeah. And Birdo is sick right now, and also has bad allergies. So he was like, we were not looking forward to like having to cut this yard. Kid yesterday came, knocked on the door, was like, hey. Oh yeah. Can I, can I cut y'all's lawn? And I was just like, Yeah. And that's how I found like, these yes. two. That's all you got. I was telling Ryan before the show. If you just let your lawn get overgrown, it'll lure little boys to your house. 
Yeah. So I I was like going <laughs> I was going to go pick up some stuff from the apartment to to the house and yeah. I saw a squad of like six kids and two of them had lawnmowers and one had a weed eater and I almost Did like, one have over... a machete? Uh no. Oh, not that I saw. Possibly. <laughs> um but I almost pulled over and be like, Hey kids, hey, how yeah. much you charge for lawns? But I felt like that would have been weird. Yeah. So I didn't. But you I mean like cops. if not to victim blame, but if packs of kids are running around with lawn care equipment, you would assume that they're mowing lawns and like they're they're wanting to get paid for it, right? Yeah, sure. But uh, no, this kid came in clutch. Though uh, he was almost done with my backyard, and uh, his lawnmower just stopped working. But luckily, we were gifted. Sounds a like he just got lazy. <laughs> no, he was out there for a while, and he was just like obviously looking defeated and he's like Ugh. and he's like so they're just like trying to get it to turn on and i was like yeah, i got sure. tools to be like you want to want to borrow any of them he's like you, you i don't know how to had, fix... you should have handed I, him like, a pair of scissors i don't know how to fix it since he's like going around doing this stuff he looked like he was like between 14 and 16 yeah and he was like i don't know enough to fix it and i was like okay cool like i uh he's like but i'm gonna he's like, i'm texting my dad and i'm gonna and I was like, all right, well, we have a lawnmower if you want to borrow ours to finish well, it up. So how much of, his, of your yard did he finish before did he, finish, he stopped? He better have finished it all of it. Well, the front was finished, right? The front and side, which is like the large parts. So and the backyard was, is where he stopped. Is He got about a fourth of the way the backyard done, Dude, and then that's when Janae, it worked. That's when you say, hey, you know, the deal was for you to mow the whole lawn, so I guess you're not getting paid, bud. <laughs> <laughs> No, he couldn't get his lawnmower to start working, so he finished up the backyard with lawnmower. Cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's the I, but Tom's right. If you just let your yard get bad enough, yeah, children will come to you and ask you to cut your yard, and it's the dream. Oh, I was so excited when Berto texted me about like that happened. I was like, oh yes, yeah. But um. Besides luring children to our house uh, and playing Fire Emblem, um, I've been because <clears throat> like time has been so consistent and like things have been packed up and whatnot. I've been playing a lot of mobile games, and I, you know, because also money. Like I'm buy, I'm playing a lot of these free games, and it just reminds me how bad the App Store is. Yeah. I, I did I I mean normally I'm a raccoon and I love garbage but like I'm getting over it because a lot of like so much like uh and I broke down and paid for a couple apps and I think I might get an app uh Apple Arcade subscription again. Oh, I didn't realize you had let yours lapse. You were I like their champion for a minute. I I was, but I, yeah. I canceled all my uh, subscription services to kind of like start at ground zero and see what I actually, like, was improving my life. Oh, that's smart. Um, So, like, all of my, like, music. Like, see what you miss. What do you uh, actually yeah, you, miss? Yeah, like, YouTube pre uh, Premium, uh, like, Spotify all that jazz just got rid of. So, uh, so far I haven't, I mean, I don't, I mean, I know a lot of people like say it's a dumb option, but I, YouTube premium is the only one that got back. Cause I was like, 
I can't stand these ads. But I live on YouTube, and yeah. I just, I mean, not necessarily video game related, but it, but once I get, because um, right now I'm in my work office, but we have a second office for like gaming and stuff like that. You have two so offices get, in your house. Yeah. I mean, it's a house, and there are only two people. Man, I guess any room could be an office, I suppose. Yeah, we got three bedrooms, and, we, and fuck guests. It's a pandemic. Yeah, fuck the uh, guests. That's what you do when they come over, you fuck them. <laughs> but, um, but I need to get a desk for my computer in that room to fuck people on. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, so, but once I do that, I'm going to get uh, KOTOR 1 and 2 mm. and play Old Republic online because I have been so balls deep in the Star Wars universe, especially the expanded universe. Like, I've been learning about Mace Windu and the different, like, forms of Jedi, like, fighting stances or whatever and, like, what they actually mean and, and how it's more in-depth than just, like, sword fighting. It's, like, also using the Force in different ways. You're not, and... you're not supposed to call them swords, Shanae. They're lightsabers. Laser swords. They're lightsabers. You got to call them lightsabers or the fans will get you. Um, but yeah, um, it's been really interesting and really fun. I think I might also get a couple, uh, Star Wars comics, but, um, not video game related yet, but, uh, pretty soon I'm going to be playing a lot of Star Wars video games because, uh, Star Wars has been the only thing mentally keeping me going recently. You know <laughs> Can I just say, I, I, don't, I don't know why I never mentioned it on the show, but what, last month or the month before... Star Wars Squadrons was free on PS Plus, and that game fucking rocks. Does it? Like, it's really good, especially in VR. It's super awesome. Like, if you grew up with, like, uh, playing TIE Fighter or X-Wing, like, yeah, jump on that shit. It's much more similar to those than, like, uh, fucking... Pod Racer? No, no, then like Rogue Squadron, you know, which like the mm. name you would think it would be more like that, but like yeah. Uh it's it's super fun. And Ryan, what's up? The PC version. Uh-huh. And maybe the PlayStation version. They support that their Hotas that you love so much. I do love it. It broke. Yeah. But I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think but yeah, uh, like that's I'm such excited. a good Star Wars game, man. Yeah. And then uh, this Saturday, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have some. Uh, Brito has some friends that are gonna come help him, and they're gonna run cabling through the walls, so, and then get some drops so I can uh, very quickly download, or as quick as my PS4 can download <laughs> some so games. Very yeah. slowly, though. <laughs> I mean, it's no PS5. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it is not. Uh. But yeah, no, I've just been I've been doing a lot of adult stuff, unfortunately, and it, I hate all of it. Oh, boo hoo! You got a new house. That sucks. Yeah, that sucks, Shanae. How bad for you? Poor Shanae. Oh. Bought a house. Oh no. Oh, I thought I had to buy a washer and dryer oh, and a refrigerator, no. and then I found out that there's Ryan plants. still has to wash his laundry in the river. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's it. You, you want to come on the show and make Ryan feel bad about himself? Yeah. 
Well, I, mean, I was mentioning it, so is... he knows that if he needs to wash clothes, he doesn't have to go to the river anymore. He can come over to my house. <laughs> yeah, sure. I imagine if I go over to your house, you're still going to make me use the toilet to wash my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> you can use my dryer. <laughs> uh, and then also found out some plants in the back are poisonous, and having a guy come and remove those. Yeah. Yeah. That's really so. cool. It's not. Yeah. Poisonous no, to dogs. Cool, you know, you yeah. got house stuff going on. That's yeah. cool. You're, you're moving oh, up. In that's, the <laughs> I thought you meant like the poisonous plants are cool. And I was like, no, it's very, it's very much a point of anxiety right now. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. No, I am. Uh, yeah. This has been a goal of ours for a while. Super stoked about it. Um, and yeah, if you want to do, do wash your clothes at my house, I won't make you use the toilet. I promise. We're gonna podcast from your house from now on. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. Should I? Oh, don't you live? You live by my mom now, I think. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that sounds like a pretty good deal. <clears throat> um, yeah. I can see yeah. when I see the reflection of the ring light in my glasses lens. It makes me think I'm in the more money, more problems music video. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this week, though, y'all wanted to talk about ludonarrative dissonance. Yeah, I, I want to talk both about dissonance and harmony, right? So, like, it's it's funny to me, considering the wide range of random bullshit we've talked about on this show throughout the years, that this is something we haven't talked about. You know, like I was just surprised. Topics are very. Um, poignant and modern i mean sure. this is just such an old idea what the fuck is modern <laughs> what is that? Modern. modern i thought you said marn i was like is that some new word i don't know yeah our topics are real marn <laughs> <laughs> but no i was just surprised we haven't talked about it and like we've talked about it on like a case-by-case -case basis right but never as as a topic uh and I just don't really know how you guys feel about it. Like, does it bother you? You know? Uh, do you want to give a breakdown for any listeners that may not fully know? Sure. I'm sure. I don't think I can explain it very too. well. So Ludonarrative Dissonance was actually coined because of the game Bioshock. Mm -hmm. uh, I, it, I, it's basically when gameplay and story do not sync up. Right, my favorite example of this, which I've said on the show a thousand times, is Fallout 4 painting the fence green when you should be searching for your fucking child. You Sean, know? where's my son, Sean? Yeah, ah, oh, shit, this fence. Yeah, <laughs> I miss you, Sean. And then obviously, harmony would be when gameplay and story or narrative do sync up. Yeah, um, um... so does it bother you? I, you guys know it no. bothers me. Uh, just never because for me it's, it's it depends so on the game you never, know but like so the like in a fallout like, in a game like fallout that's important to me well you know? it, it's fun the funny thing about fallout right is i think that uh we're so you have this you have the central through line right and like as long as you if you were to if you were to crit path that game then i guess there you there wouldn't really be any little narrative dissonance, right? But by nature of the game, and I guess like what makes those games popular, 
which is like the free form, free roaming nature of the game, uh, you're going to have to run into that, right? Like, yeah. If you want, and even Crit Path, yeah. Like there are main story quests that take you away from the story, you know. Uh, that that just like in that type of game, yeah. I'm bothered by it, right? Uh, Which is why, like, I've always had the problem with RPGs giving you, like, RPGs like that giving you the whole, like, the major problem, like, the major world-ending crisis that you have to deal with, while also giving you all these other things that are, at best, tangentially related to that crisis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And if you look at, like, older games, right, like, older RPGs... You like that crisis would still be a major plot point. It would still happen, but it is a plot point, right? Yeah. Along the three act structure, you receive that information. So early in the game, it would make sense for you to go to some weird carnival like Chrono Trigger, right? Like, like <laughs> that makes sense because things haven't gone to shit yet. Yeah. Uh, Fallout Four, uh, not to pick on Fallout Four, but that's just my example, right? Is like things have gone to shit from the beginning of the game, you know? Yeah. So, well, like, I think that's, I think that the, that is the funny thing about fallout. Um, like fallouts, fallouts three and four specifically have, well, I think more fallout four than the others, because like, I think that with like, like, like with new Vegas, it's very easy to make the case for, um, so Vegas is or New Vegas is you searching for the guy that wronged you, right? And right. like a revenge, like a, a quest for revenge can take like a mini a million different turns. A request for revenge yeah. could be like a years long thing where you're doing right. different things, right? Whereas looking for your son is a very single minded focus, right? Um, and like, but you, even going, great though. <laughs> but like, even going back to like Fallout One, whereas like. The major world-ending crisis for you is you got to find a water purification chip for your vault and bring it back, right? But, like, even after you find that water purification chip, like, he's like, well, uh, looks like that chip worked. We have water in the vault again. And then you're basically free to just go do adventuring after that, right? So, that, like, to your point, that major world-ending crisis in that context is a plot point. But the, the whole, like, the real, like... The real big thing is just the navigation of what is now a ruined United States post nuclear nuclear war, right? So, and I get, I understand that that is why people play that series, right? But like, then maybe don't give me so much story. Yeah, you know, maybe give me less narrative. Then, you know, yeah. Was it necessary for my son to be missing to go on ninety percent of those adventures? No, not at all. You know, no. yeah, but if you had, you had your son tagging around, it'd be real fucking annoying. Uh, um, <laughs> I think I just think that like game writers before, often so think, I... I think the writers of games often think that the player needs more motivation than they actually need. Yeah, so you know, I, I most of the time don't truly give a fuck about the story. I mean, like sometimes I do. So with that, I just w- always want to do what I want to do. So it never like bothers me. Honestly, harmony normally bothers me because I'm like, yeah, 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 all this, st- all this bullshit's going on. 
But what about that alley? Can I go explore that alley right now? No, I have to go to this point. No, no, no. I want like I know my family is about to die, but that alley looks really interesting. Yeah. Um. Like I don't know. I maybe just ADHD. I don't know. I just because I I don't really care about. I mean I I enjoy it when there's a good story. I enjoy when like the things that I'm doing make sense. But I also like get bored pretty qu- quickly in most games and just want to do what I want to do. Like you have to have a lot of mechanics or a Harry Potter school right. or um, you know all of the boyfriends to really capture my interests. Right. And most games don't have that. So I. And I think you know, listening to you guys talk, I think we all generally fall into the same, the same slot in that like it really does depend on the game, right? Like yeah. because like if I'm playing. Eye on Fury, right? Like, yeah, I want to go and see if I can flush the toilets. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like I want to see if that works. Yeah, because uh, that story doesn't like matter at all, you know. Uh, but if I'm playing something like The Last of Us, then yeah, I want I want what I'm doing to make sense in the context of the narrative that is being fed to me, you know. Sure, and I think that with uh, I know. with the with the nature <laughs> of especially with 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 uh, <clears throat> with The Last of Us, I think that. Um, one thing that I can say that they do consistently is make sure that like everything that you're doing, like follows pretty congruently with the core narrative of the game. Right. Yeah. And I think that like pretty much everything that you're doing in those games is, is a means to the ultimate end that you're pursuing. Right. Um, but I, and I think that, but I do think that more open world, especially like open world RPGs, I think would be suited better to give you less of a story to work with, right? I think that um, I think putting more into emergent gameplay design as opposed to giving you a prescribed narrative that your character is supposed to asphyx it themselves to, especially in games like where you're where they're encouraging you to like create your own character and infuse yourself into these games, like, yeah, like this. Like and like, think about like the way that people play these games typically. Well, I can't say that because I don't know most people, but but I think that the the major temptation with games that give you a big world to work with is to go do everything that you can in that world. And most right. times, that doesn't line up with what the writers are saying that you're supposed to be doing at that given time. But I think that it it really can though. Like I agree with you. Typically, it does not. But like. I can think of several examples where it works really well with open world games, uh, like Tommy Versetti, right? Like, regardless of what you're doing in that game, yeah, it kind of makes sense that he would be doing any of those things, right? You know, uh, same thing with what's his face from Ghost of Tsushima. Like every side quest in that game, yeah, every stupid little fox den or whatever you're doing, hot springs bath makes sense with what yeah. with what they're feeding you, you know, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I think. Often, but I, I agree that most of the time yeah. you're completely right. It do, it doesn't doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Because like, uh, let's take Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I don't know. With Breath of the Wild, I feel like it kind of does work though, because like Breath of the Wild starts from the opposite point of Fallout Four in that shit is already fucked up, right? Like it's not things get fucked up at the beginning. Things have been fucked up for a hundred years already. Yeah, you got time. You know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but, um, 
you know, and I, that's, and I, point on that. and honestly, but like, I do feel like the amount of time I fuck around just seeing if I can do these things when I know that people are suffering and yeah. I need to like defeat sure, these sure. beasts. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's not even side quest. It's just my own fuckery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, like, I, need and I, I think like it's hard, like in this conversation, I, I don't think that that kind of thing really matters. Right. Because the writer cannot account for the random bullshit that Sinead is going to do in a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, or or no any player can. for that matter. You know, like uh, it, it's hard to, unless it's like a super like just fixed game, you yeah. know, like basically on rails type of game. They can't really account for what you're doing and when. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like, like I said, I, I really do think it depends on the situation. Even like Wait, Sinead said, like there are... Bo- besides Fallout that have bothered you? Because like, like I said, I can't think of a single time uh, where it has bothered me. Like I can, uh, think, like, I can think about what Dissonance and Harmony is and yeah. think of some games, but it never... But like I said, more often than not, Harmony bothers me because I don't want to do the thing they're telling me to do. Yeah. They're not my dad. <laughs> I mean, for sure, like, the game that coined it, Bioshock, the more and more that I return to that game, while I still enjoy that game, the story means less and less to me as time goes on because you start to see, you know, these little pinholes that get bigger and bigger. Uh, You know, the whole thing with the little sisters, uh, what's the lady's name, who's like, if you you can choose to save them or you can choose to fucking uh, take their juices, <laughs> their plasmids or whatever it is, right? Uh, what what is it called? Eve, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like yeah. And she's like, the whole thing is like obviously it's trying to steer you towards being the good virtuous person and like and saving them. And the whole the whole lesson there is that. Well, if you if you uh, save them all, you're good. And if you uh, take the Eve, then you're bad. But you know, if you take the Eve, well, then you're going to be more powerful, right? Yeah. But like, and that's a gameplay mechanic. If you take it, you're going to be more powerful. But if you don't, you're going to be more powerful too. So there's no choice there. That isn't a choice. Like you're, it, it's the same. No matter what you do, yeah. you know. Well, I think it's uh, it's them making asking you to make a decision between uh, immediate gratification versus a long term investment. Yeah, um, but it's a decision that ultimately doesn't matter, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, I do most decisions in life, so. Yeah, I don't know, and then like the you know the ending with Fontaine, and then you fighting that weird gold man thing like i don't know it just it just doesn't work you know i still love that game for its environment and for the vibe that it gives off but like it's its story is not what i thought it was you know and i mean don't get wrong it is literally what i thought it was but like it is not as good as i once thought it was. well yeah because i I was actually having a a conversation with a friend the other day because i thought i was this because I think, how old was I? I think I was like 22 when that game came out. And I thought I was just like, I was like this galaxy-brained gamer who like, who like, you guys just don't get Bioshock. I, I get Bioshock. I know what that game is. But like, but like. like other boys? <laughs> yeah, but like literally every other guy who played Bioshock in 07. But like, you know, I think that 
one of the things that they they kind of try to skirt around the idea of of um of the gameplay clashing with the narrative by kind of making by making the character kind of like he's like a mute blank slate for the most part right and pretty much and like so like people doing like when you do that then the assumption is that you can the the player can project whatever their desires are onto this avatar and make that avatar into whatever they want it to be but it doesn't work when the game also happens to frame it in a way that makes it sound like well you know you might think this is the right thing to do but you're actually the asshole for doing this right i'm I'm gonna tell you that but you know do what you want (laughs) but there's a bunch of other like smaller things right like the hacking mini games which i think they they stripped back with Bioshock 2 and completely got rid of with Infinite, I believe. Uh, but, like, okay, so I'm in the middle of a fucking battle, yeah. and shit's popping off all over the place, and I'm going to try to hack this turret yeah, make w- sure. by aligning these pipes. Yeah, that's how, you ha- know, like, Look, that's how hacking know. worked back then. Yeah. Okay, that was yeah. hacking for real. Okay? Yeah. Sure. Do you, do you have you ever read about hacking in the 1920s? Hey, hey you asked for, for another game, and that is definitely one of them. Uh, Borderlands, for sure, the pre-sequel. Yeah. You know, uh, there are so many quests in that game that are much like painting the fence green. Yeah. You know, yeah, and. Can- every Borderland game, there's quests like that. Be yeah, but I'm just I'm I'm picking that one because no, in Borderlands no. two. I did not pay attention to the story. I was talking with friends the whole time, you yeah. know? Uh, yeah. But I remember specific quests of pre-sequel where it's like, hey, you know, we know you want to proceed, but go collect 50 guns first. Yeah. You know? For no yeah. apparent reason. You know, like, yeah. I think, like, part of the reason as well that, like, I none of this has ever bothered me is just playing MMOs for so long. Yeah. Oh yeah, MMOs are just notorious for that shit. Well, it's not notorious, but like that is the whole that's the whole framework of an MMO, right? Like like Yeah, it's random bullshit. Yeah, like well, there's <laughs> an overarching narrative, but I think a big part of it is making your own narrative, you know. Yeah. Well, like yeah. they 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 I'm sorry, go ahead, Shanae. Yeah, but also like People can argue with me about, like, certain quests, like, oh, well, like, you have to get the trust of the locals for, like, the reason why you have to go kill, like, ten alligators, like, 50 billion (laughs) times in a game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, But, like, it's just like, yeah, but, like... But why? I'm engaged (laughs) about my emissary levels, so why do I have to keep doing, like... I don't know. There's yeah. like a lot of random bullshit, and the whole thing is because it's supposed to feel like an expansive world, and in the real world, not everything is going to be interconnected to the grand scheme. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, and like I'm also fine with that. I'm just tell me what I need to do. Put a little quest thing up. I'll go do it. Just I don't give a shit. Yeah. If I need this, if you need this fence to be green so I get some money, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like I don't give. Like I don't want my son. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, is there games that you guys think do it exceptionally well? Well, I don't want to say exceptionally, right? But like the thing that, like, when I think of Ludo Narrative Harmony, like immediately, I have a few examples that come to mind. Uh, the first of which is Doom twenty sixteen. Uh, it's like basically 
the whole the whole crux of it is like this dude really fucking hates demons. He hates demons so much that they locked him up because of how good he was at killing them. And then the first thing he does when he gets out is kill more demons. And it's just like and like the fact the the fact that like that is from what I can tell the Doom Slayer's sole like real driving force is finding and killing demons. And the fact that the entire gameplay loop is finding and killing demons, yeah. I, I feel like you can't get much more like closer than that, right? I feel like those I feel like those two things are aligned pretty closely there. Um But even still, like I was thinking about um I was thinking further back and I was thinking about um I was thinking about Streets of Rage, specifically Streets of Rage one. And uh, I was thinking about how, like, the whole the whole story is uh, Axel, Blaze, and Adam are cops, and they're tired of cop corruption, and they and they're trying to, but they're trying to clean up the city. So they're like, "Fuck it, we quit the force. We're gonna clean up the city ourselves." And the whole game is you beating up criminals, and like, and trying trying to get to Mister X. The only yeah. the only time, like the the main thing is. That near at the end of the game, it kind of, it kind of, it, and I guess this is kind of like open to your interpretation, right? But like, at the end of the game, Mister X gives you the choice to like either join him or don't, right? Right. And then like, if a player, if one of the, if you're playing cooperatively, uh, then like one of the players can choose to join Mister X, and uh, and then you fight. And then you fight, but it's just like. They wouldn't fucking do if they hate Mr. X and crime so bad that they're willing to beat up waves and waves of bad guys across an entire city to get to him. They wouldn't. Hey Ryan, let me tell you something. <laughs> Everybody's got a price. You know? That's true. You you have so. been you've been trying to teach me that for a long time, and uh, but like that's that's but it's just it's a weird it's a very weird disconnect I think. But. The subsequent titles, though, like they're all that, right? They're all like that. That same thing. Like, like cops are ineffectual, so we're gonna take matters into our own hands, and that's the whole thing, right? Yeah. And like the entire, like all of the gameplay has you engaging with that singular premise. Um, and I know that it's not like a freeform game. It's a, it's these are, it's a very linear, um, uh, uh, brawler, and so you're just going from screen to screen, doing basically the same thing the entire time. But yeah. I mean, there is a narrative there, and this is, and you are engaging with it very directly in these actions. So, um. I think like, like uh, going off of your examples, right? I I throw Mirror Edge, Mirror's Edge in with like the, those types of types of games in that like the narrative is so simple. Yeah that as long as what you're doing matches that to some extent it's enough right, right. in mirror's edge what are you you're fucking running you're running away yeah and that's literally all you do in that game yeah you know uh it works really well but i think like it can i like well the easy answer is keep it simple i think that it definitely works uh when things can like it can be much more complex and be better for it i think all of famitsu yeah. games sorry Oh, like Mirror Automata. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's a great example, right? Because like the fucking menus are tied into the narrative. Yeah. Like everything, everything is in that in that game. Uh, but like all Ueda's games, the gameplay 
informs the narrative. Though all three of those games could have no spoken word. In fact, they already have very little, very few, right? But like they could have no words in them at all. And the narrative influ influences, like the gameplay influences that narrative. You know, right. uh, those games are about companionship, and you get that as you play through those games. Um, because of what you're doing. You're sad when Aggro dies because you've spent the last however many hours with this fucking thing as your only companion, you know? We love him. Uh, yeah, like, you know. So You're worried when Mono gets grabbed, you know, because that's been your only friend the whole time. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it, it works because of, of the game. Not only am I worried, I'm actively panicking. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, right? Uh, so, I actually wanted to get you guys' opinion on this, like, because um, it's something that I've heard a lot over the last few years, um, and that's the, that's the, uh, that's, that's been one of the criticisms of both Uncharted and the new Tomb Raider games, right? Um, I never really thought much into it because I don't really care about Nathan Drake very much. I kind of just that's he's not why I play he's, those he's games. Not, he's not your role model. <laughs> he's 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 definitely not why. Like I do not. I am not playing Uncharted for Nathan Drake, so I never really think about that stuff. But one yeah. of the, but one of the things that people commonly bring up is with, with Uncharted is like how many fucking guys Nathan is Drake killed. is killed, right? And then people also bring up with Tomb Raider how she's John Rambo very quickly. Um, and I was. What was I think it? It, it's worse with Tomb Raider. Yeah. Because with yeah. with Drake, from Drake's fortune on, like that's just what he is. The narrative never says he's not that. Right. You know, you've made the player has made the assumption that he's Indiana Jones. Right. The game never tells you that. Yeah. Uh, with Tomb Raider, and when I assume we're talking about the Tomb Raider reboot. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it, the Crystal Dynamics game. With Tomb Raider, they make it. They make an attempt to make her first kill so emotional. Yeah. You know, it was so hard on her. And then 10 minutes later, you're mowing down guys by the hundreds. Yeah. You know, like they're the ones that made it weird. <laughs> you know? Um, well, and like, it's funny with, with, with Uncharted, right? Because like I've played, I've played all four of the numbered entries, right? And yeah, one thing I can say is I feel like, I feel like they'd actually do a pretty good job of painting Nathan Drake in a in a in a way that is actually the opposite of pe of the way people seem to think of him. Because uh, he's like, I think that people seem to think of him as this um as a very uh, gosh, I I don't know what the word is. I want to. I think I think benevolence the wrong word, but like. They don't. They paint him as very unselfish, like as a very yeah. selfless person, right? But he like a lot of like a lot of what he says and a lot of his motivations are actually pretty selfish. I mean, he's a thief, right? You know, and so, but like, and so he's it's your friendly neighborhood thief. <laughs> don't think too but hard like, on it. Like, uh, I think people a lot. The weird thing about Uncharted is like people make Nathan Drake into this hero in their heads, and he's like, he's not a hero. He's just he's this guy who's after these these jewels these items and there's, but along the way people are shooting at him. So he shot back. So, uh, yeah. You know. I mean, he's got he's, friends, you know? Yeah. And he cares about those friends. And he's good looking but... and white. 
and he's up doing the first shot, as you said. So of course he's he's great. Yeah. He's just your all around good guy. There are, Sine, let me tell you something. There are plenty of times in those games where I have fired the first shot. Oh well, shit. <laughs> Sometimes you got to, man. Sometimes you got yeah. to. Sometimes the best good, de- the best defense is a good offense. Sure. <laughs> and you know, I was thinking about Uncharted. Like, should they actually make a movie? Which I guess they've been working on. Then it went into development hell, and now they've got the whole Tom Holland thing, right? Yeah. When that movie comes out, surely he's going to shoot people in that movie. He has to, right? Like he's going to shoot people in that yeah. movie. But I will be interested to see how how much much fewer people he shoots. And the motivation behind those shootings, you know. I will say this. I bet it's a lot less expensive to shoot people in digital form than it is to do in live action. So maybe yeah. by, by, by that metric, he will shoot fewer people. Now, what I wonder is because, like, you never, like, like you pointed out with Tomb Raider, right? Like, they, they, make, they, make, you, they make you see how, at, at least initially, for a brief period of time, Lara is very upset about the fact that she took a life, yeah. right? Later then on, she loves that it. She, bro, <laughs> then she, she loves it. Like I, I played the most recent. <laughs> I played the most recent it's Tomb Raider. Shit. What was it? Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and yeah. she is covered. Like, there's a part where she literally covers herself in mud, like Arnold and, yeah. and Predator. Yeah. And I'm like, this is. This is not. This is somebody who is used to ambushing people and killing them. This is the behavior mm-hmm. that someone like mm-hmm. that. Engages. What well, you see when like, had they kept that? Sometimes. Had they kept that trailer, right? If you remember the reveal trailer for that game, it's her with the therapist, right? Yeah. And clearly she's fucked up and has some sort of PTSD and all, all this and that, right? That's all been cut from the game. Like they cut that chunk of narrative from that franchise, yeah. you know. And like that would have helped, sure, a little bit, yeah, you know. But I, I, I think that, like, like look, I don't need video games to be, like, super realistic. I, I don't that's, – that's not what I go to video games for, right? But I do think that if you're going to paint a character in a specific light, at least be consistent about it and not give up on it, like, within the first 15 minutes of your video game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like immediately <laughs> afterwards, right? Yeah. Uh, another one, like, I think for the most part, as far as the open world stuff goes, that Spider-Man Miles Morales works pretty well. Sure. Uh, narratively, uh, you know, the, the marriage between narrative and gameplay there, there's, like, more so than the the uh, regular Spider-Man game. Yeah. You know? Because in normal Spider-Man, you're doing a lot of weird things, you sure. know? Yeah. You're doing a lot of weird, unnecessary things. Yeah. You S- know? Screwball. Uh, well, sure. I mean, there's screwball. <laughs> Parker would would deal with that. That makes sense to an extent. But like, there's the whole thing with like the hundred backpacks, right? Yeah. And like, narratively, yes, it's explained in game. In like, over the course of a, a, a just a split second, there's an explanation for why Peter Parker has hundreds of backpacks. That's a lot of fucking backpacks. But like. Uh, <laughs> You know, I think that Miles Morales does a better job with its side quests and side content. Yeah. Well, is it perfect? No. But is it pretty good? Yeah, I well, think so. Well, yeah, because I think the big thing with that is Miles establishes himself, like, almost immediately as this guy who just, like, as the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, right? Where he's just, like, he's always, he's, like, tight with the neighbors. He's always, like, talking to them. And, like, and just, like, and so it, it stands to reason that, like, he's always going to just 
go out of his way to like do these different things that they're asking him to do. Well, and what I mean specifically is in that like, and the regular Spider-Man does this as well. I just think like the amount of extra bullshit that you do in that game and the repetitiveness of that bullshit really yeah. takes away from the narrative. Whereas in Miles Morales, it's definitely slimmed down. Yeah. The stuff you're doing makes a little bit more sense. And both games, you do a couple of main story quests, and there is a narrative reason for you to then take time to go do side shit yeah. before you get the next call from whoever. Yeah, they're, it's like, you know? I'm going to go on patrol while I wait for this phone call from MJ. Exactly, so. exactly. Um. Those games are great. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, I think that honestly, it will always, I, I think that there are people who will, who will say that like they need those things to line up because, you know, there are always going to be people who that is a big part of the criticism of a video video game is why would they do that? What is the point of that? It's an immersive experience. And I mean, that's me. Are, Depending on the game, that is me. Yeah, but there are people who will do that for every game, right? Um, yeah. And I think that, like, it really just depends on a few different things, right? I think, like, what is this game going for? Like, what is this? what are they trying to accomplish with this exactly, narrative? Exactly. Exactly. Right? Because there are games, I'm looking at you, Sony, first party, that are, like, their intent is to sell you a narrative. Yeah. With gameplay, with gameplay being part of that, you know? Sure. Uh, but, like, you know... God of War, The Last of Us, Days Gone, like, you know, Beyond Two Souls, like, the list goes on and on with these Sony games where, like, the narrative is the important part of this combination, you sure. know, or or at least the part that seems to be the most heavily marketed, you know, uh, whereas, you know, something like, like, I'm sure there are people that are buying Halo and Gears of War for the story, or Mario for the story, like some weirdo, some fucking weirdo <laughs> psychopath bought Mario Odyssey for the story, you know? But like, <laughs> I, I don't think most people are, you know? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, well, I it, it does have a lot to, like you said, it does have a lot to do with how these games are being sold, right? Because every time you see, I think that when, like, I look at different, the ways that different games are marketed, right? And, and the there's a I think that there's a difference between the way that PlayStation markets their games versus how Xbox and Nintendo markets their games, right? Because I feel like with 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 uh, the way Xbox markets their games, most of the time we're looking at like like they're marketed like this this like summer blockbusters, right? And you know with but with with PlayStation, they're always like they always like lean really really heavily on this like on this really this well-crafted, like very meticulous story that we want to tell yeah. you over the course of 70 hours with this well, giant Well, I think it depends game. on the game too though, right? Like I think the same could be said for Halo. Like if you look at Halo's marketing, it's always like, oh my God, something's happened with fucking Cortana again, you know? Yeah, like, the aliens are back. Yeah. We didn't finish yeah. the fight. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean like, I do th think that there is like kind of like distinctive feel because like with certain trailers like I do especially uh, where it's where I mean Sony does tend to be the more dramatic ones but I mean that's like a generalization for like recent times but uh, 
I don't know. I when you bring up stuff like God of War, uh, like the I mean, I'm super talking about the newer ones. I don't know. Like you're right. It does like focus on the narrative a lot and things that, like I feel like the things that you're doing in there make sense throughout the entire thing. But sure. I do also you remember even that even in that game like uh, wanting to do things that weren't that. And I was like, ah, shit, if I do this, I'm going to stuck in this section over here and I'm, I'll never get this section finished. No. Uh, but also, like, if your gameplay is not anything absolutely new, it makes sense to lean more on the narrative, at least for marketing standpoints. Yeah, but like, uh, other than some select indies, whose gameplay is something completely new? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I don't have a dog in this race, so um, or like you know, race. you know what I think about. I think about bug snacks. Like, I saw the bug snacks advertising. Right, I'm okay. It's this weird island where like Muppets. food are animals, or whatever, and yeah. like it's kind of Pokemon Snap with some extra crap thrown in there. Right, I'm like okay, bug snacks. Sure, I don't need bug snacks to have some deep story. You know, but it do. I don't care. I don't care if Bugsnax tells me a story and the gameplay completely deviates from it. You know, like sure. that doesn't matter to me. Right. Uh, but if I'm playing, I don't know what, like whatever, whatever AAA Sony game is coming out, and all the trailers with all their fantastic writers and wonderful voice actors and fucking performance capture and all of this and that sure. and they're like go paint the fence green you know then it bothers me well then it's like it's it's a very subjective thing i think and 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 i guess really in the end it comes down to how was the game sold to you right and the funny thing about bug snacks is that there's a very involved story there but they don't sell you on that right like that is right. that is not something that at all like when i first saw that game advertised like I had no idea that the story, you know, was that deep or involved. But like, I had no idea I was going to cry. Well, it's times the Octodad people, game. isn't it? Yeah, I think isn't so. Isn't it the Octodad yeah. people? Yeah. Like, yeah. And so, like, but you know, at no point do they mention like this is a story about this and this and this and this, right? It's just like right. there's these bug snacks, and that's it, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, but there are other games like like um, you know where where you know, like let's say, like with with The Last of Us again, right? Like those those trailers always tell you, like, like this is a story that talks about these things, and these are, and like this is the kind of tone that you can expect, and this is where, yeah. and we're gonna, this story's gonna go place, and they they kind of they make they they show that to you up front, but like the the so, but I think that when if you were to learn into any kind of ludonarrative narrative dissonance with something like that, then it would be it would be more noticeable because I think it would directly clash with the expectation that you had with the game. Yes. Whereas yes. the, whereas the inverse with like a game like bug snacks, like it subverts your expectation and like gives you a story that you can actually, that you can engage with. And you're like, well, I wasn't, ex I wasn't expecting all this. I was just expecting to take pictures of these, of these, yeah. of these, you're like, of these, whoa, bug snacks. <laughs> I was just, I was just, <laughs> ready to, cut bug snacks? I was like, what's <laughs> like, why are you guys talking about, about self-worth and, and depression when I'm trying to take pictures of these cake bugs, you know? So like, <laughs> you know, it's, so I think like, it's very much how it's presented to you and what expectations you have for it leading up to the release or leading up to whenever you play it. 
Yeah. Um, but but you know, to be fair though, right? Like Fallout 4's advertisement never gave me that narrative. Sure. You know. Sure. Uh, it was just given to me at the beginning of the game, and like that type of game, if it has a narrative, then I I expect it to stick to that. You know. Don't get me wrong. Like I know that's not fucking beef or System Shock or anything. Like it's fucking Fallout. You know. <laughs> yeah. But like, still. Well, I think it also goes back to, you know, when you when you show a game, right? Like it's a that's it's kind of an awareness of like a what this game is and b what kind like what are the tastes of people who typically engage with this game? And right. a lot of the time when we're talking about games like that, a lot of pe- the what draws a lot of people to <clears throat> to those games and what makes these games popular is the ability to disengage from whatever narrative that they've they've laid out for you to kind of go and do your own thing the problem the problem with that is that it when you have a story that you've actually laid out and a story that is like by all for by for all intents and purposes is a very serious story you can kind of trivialize it by allowing the player to make the decision to just be like no i'm gonna fuck off and do something else Mm -hmm. right because like right because like there's there's not like if if that i i mean I know a lot of parents, and I don't know a single one who would deviate from the single-minded course of finding their child. But at the mm-hmm. same time, in the in the environment of a video game that like kind of sells itself on the idea of, like you can go anywhere and do whatever you want, then if you give me that, why would I do the why would I do the main story yeah. when there's like a million other things I could do? <clears throat> exactly, and you know when I've I've talked to this like about this specific example with other people in the past. And they're all, they always, they're like, well, you know, well then, you know, like it's fine. What else are they supposed to do? And like my immediate thought is like stalker is, yeah, it's not exactly the same as fallout, but like they're very similar, you know, and like a stalker just gives you amnesia. Yeah. You know, like, well, like again, because that's why I don't think that these these huge these like, especially games that are like that big and of that scale. I don't think that they need this this huge, like serious, like very heavy narrative because like if, the narrative is your experience that you've had that you've made for yourself. Well, and that's and, because they it's friends you made along the way. Exactly. Yeah. But that's what they sell you on. Right. They sell you on like go into this world and make your own story. But what they do is go into this world and make your own story. But actually, there's this other story that we're trying to tell you. So like, yeah. maybe engage with that. Listen up. <laughs> yeah. So like, I think that I think that these games would be served better by because I think that honestly, I think that one of the things that would have made me enjoy Fallout for or any really any open world RPG for that matter, what would make me enjoy those games more, I think, is if like if I was if it was truly a, a, an environment where like go out and make your own story, uh, and this and like you decide like who are the major characters, you decide what is important, right? And in a way, like yes, I can still do that with these games, but at the same time, I still have like I still open my quest log and see that nagging quest about I gotta I gotta stop that atomic bomb from exploding. Right. Yeah. So it would be better, I think, if they kind of just like maybe if it maybe scale that back a little bit. And yeah, just give me some room. Yeah, give me some room. Yeah. Let me breathe. Right. Yeah. But I mean, so I think that by by the nature of open world games, you're going to constantly run into that unless you tailor every experience that you have and every experience that you give the player in those games, like as a weird way of like realigning with whatever that central narrative is. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
So I guess I will end this thesis by saying play bug snacks, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'd get some self-worth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you have anything else that you wanted to add, Tommy? No, I just, you know, like I said, I just thought it was an interesting conversation that I didn't think we really tackled before. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I've, I've said my piece on it, you know. Yeah. Like, hey, um, game developers, next game, if you're thinking about making a giant open world game, hit me up. I will tell you all the random things I want in it. Sure. Somehow make it plot relevant. Sure. We have one game where, uh, with Ludo Narrative harmony where i want to play it how y'all make it sure uh <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Um, you know i do think that. going back to ion fury i i do think that shanae you would like build engine games because they do all have a bunch of bullshit you can fuck with yeah you know? how many toys I can you flush bullshit yeah that's, want... that's my shtick shanae <laughs> do you want to flush toilets you also want to pee in those toilets? Do you want to give money to strippers? I have a, I have a game for you. It's called Duke Nukem 3D. Okay. So on that, you can find us on the YouTube's, Discord's, most podcast apps like Stitcher, Podomatic, Google Play, iTunes. And um, bye, guys. Bye. Later.